I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Matthew Bars here. It is October 9th, 2022, and this is Enter the Back Cave. And as of right now, I'm recording this at 6:47, and I was on Wisdom uh, doing Superhero Sunday earlier in the day. Then I was on other people's wisdoms talking, and then I had to eat some lunch. So I'm recording this right now. We're continuing our countdown of the best Batman, the animated series episodes of all time. And we're starting with number 17, Feet of Clay Part 2. And just like in Part 1, it was written by Marv Wolfman, who, of course, created Blade in Tomb of Dracula, and would go on to work on Batman comics in the 80s and early 90s, most notably A Lonely Place of Dying. And he also worked on the new Teen Titans as well. And... Of course, uh, this episode is episode number 21 in season 1. And this is episode 6 in season 1 of on HBO Max. Just to let you guys uh, get set up. And where we last left off in the episode... Bruce Wayne was accused of assaulting Lucius Fox, and he was arrested. And then Matt Hagen was transformed into the monster known as Clayface. So, without further ado, we're going to get started in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Two, one, zero. Here we are. And, and you know, the thing about uh, the Clayface um, character, um, you know, looking at Clayface. Is that um, whenever I would look at um, Clayface as a kid, you know, it just, you know, I just would kind of get this uh, sensation of wanting to take a shit. <laughs> you know, because it was just like, I don't know, it just made me want to think about taking a dump. <laughs> you know, I mean, because of the way he looked and stuff. And more so in a future episode with Clayface that I'll talk about in the... In the countdown as we uh, go in the weeks to come. And then we look into the night sky. And there's the Batman. Here we have Feet of Clay Part 2. Directed by Kevin Altieri. There we see Bruce Wayne mug shots and then he's bailed out of court I mean out of job I mean out of jail 
here we see uh, Alfred drives off. Hmm. Yep, and uh, Lucius Fox was, um, you know, he would have like a few appearances here and there in the animated series. Um, of course, he wasn't really played heavily in the in the comics. I mean, on the TV series or. Yeah, yeah, in the television series, um, the animated series, I should say. As we see Matt Hagen here, uh, getting ready to leave here. And we see the stand-in, talking about, um, trying to encourage Matt to, he can make a comeback. There's, there's Daggett right there. And of course, Daggett is trying to make a move on Wayne Enterprises. And getting back to Lucius Fox, uh, Lucius Fox was, uh, you know, of course, he was used in the TV series Gotham, and he was used in the um, the Nolan movies, but uh, wasn't really used all that much in the um, in the animated series. I mean, he made a few appearances here and there. But uh, for the most part, um, well, it was also played ver up very well in the comics as well. You know, he was used very well in the comics, but uh, wasn't used all that well in the on the animated series. And then we go back to the trailer. Then we get a flashback to when um, when Hagen had the accident. Hmm. Yep, and you see that he was the test subject, you know, for when he had the accident. There we see the pictures of him right there. And then as he's looking at the pictures, he we see him transforming into the characters. And of course, uh, Teddy, his stand-in, tries to convince him that it's not over and that he can go on. And there we see him trying to... Yeah, he turns his whole body into human form. Yep. And the formula, he absorbed every cell in his body, so... He turns himself back into the real Mad Hagen and then turns himself back into a monster. And then, then of course, we see him 
there to breaking down because he couldn't retain his form. He says, I'm not an actor anymore. I'm not even a man. And thus that makes him a very sympathetic um, character. And now... And of course now uh, he's going after Daggett. Now we see him impersonating one of the doctors. Yep, going after him for revenge. Uh oh, about to see a smothering. Kill Lucius. Oh. There's the Batarang. And there's the Batman. Hmm. There we see him running down the hall there. <laughs> Goes right into the lab. And specious disease specimens, and he's surrounded by all these uh, chemicals here. Turns around, and there he is. <laughs> yep. Now Batman starts his his interrogation. Crimson fever hangs it over his uh, his head. Tells him it was Matt Hagen, the movie actor. Oh. And then, of course, he goes and tells him truth there we see a police officer uh oh and <laughs> it turns out it's seawater for analysis and oh turns out it's not really a cop it's clayface Of course, uh, Clayface, Matt Hagen, played by Ron Perlman, who would go on to play Hellboy. So this is one of his earlier acting roles. And of course, Batman sees him up there going up the steps. Looks like he's about to be thrown off the roof. Ooh. 
good punch there. Oh, there goes the hammer. <laughs> oh, now you can form claws. Little metal claws there. <laughs> oh, Batman goes for a kick, but get his foot stuck in there. got thrown off the roof there. He's got a little lobster hands now. Yep. Yep, and now the shape-shifting weakens Clayface. <laughs> And we see Clayface go off the roof. Batman tries to catch him there with his rope. No such luck. And splat. And he goes right into the sewer. Yeah, I swear, all that all that just kind of reminds me of Shed there. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to go to the bathroom right now, but still. <laughs> then we see Leslie Tompkins there. <laughs> and we see Clay face. <laughs> There's Teddy there. And Clayface is totally <laughs> upset. Yeah. Oh, and he throws Teddy right into the bookshelves there. Yeah, Clayface has become so obsessed with revenge that uh, he figures he doesn't need anybody. And there we see Batman in the trailer. And of course he takes it to the uh, back cave to study the formula and of course like we saw in the last episode um, you know Matt Hagen was force-fed Daggett's um, formula by his goons you know making him drink it and now we go right there on Gotham Insider show <laughs> we see batman disguised as a janitor hmm. and oh see the cream taking away the wrinkles And Batman puts in the videotape. Uh, he puts in more than one videotape, I should say. Then there's one guest. Yeah. And she mentions the side effects. 
Yep. And she takes away the microphone from Leslie. Oh. Oh, she's able to push away huh, the security. Huh. I bet you Jerry Springer's um, security wouldn't have that much problems. But then again, they probably wouldn't have wanted to go up against Clayface, as we see right there. back from commercial break and the crowd is in panic and we can see the sweat coming off Daggett's faces there oh. Daggett's men try to pull out their guns but nope And Daggett tries to make a run for it. And, oh, he's caught. And there's Batman. Ooh, got him that time. Daggett tries to make another run for it, and... Oh, caught by Batman. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> he says, there's only me now, Clayface. Yep. Oh, he forms a little axe there. Oh, there's a little pick there and oh it destroys the camera now he forms himself into a little rolling ball there kind of reminds me of uh indiana jones there with that little rolling ball you know dun, 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 dun. <laughs> goes into the hallway you don't see him Uh, shit. <laughs> we see him come right out the vent. Oh. Leaves the hand right there. Hmm. Now Batman finally breaks free. Oh, puts him right into the control room. Ooh. Oh, looks like Batman's trapped now. And then Batman turns on the screens. And we see Matt Hagen. Yep, and his old um, videos here. All those roles that he used to play. Of course, uh, he starts to panic because he really doesn't believe he can be Matt Hagen again. Hmm. Realizing what he once was. 
And, of course, Batman, you know, he really wants to help him. And then... And then we see Matt is uh, changing forms here, shifting into those roles. <laughs> and he just keeps shifting. Yep. <laughs> and of course, Batman goes to turn it off, and then. Oh! Gets hit there. Oh, there's an explosion. There the police arrive. And he's still not in control of the changes there. There we see Bruce Wayne. Yep. Police see him and they see now that <laughs> Bruce that was him all along in imitating Bruce Wayne. Oh, he electrocutes himself. And he's back to his clay face form. He looks right into Batman. You know what I've given for a death scene like this? Too bad I won't get to read the notices. Oh. And it looks like, you know, he's dead as we uh, pan out there. And we see that Lucius Fox is released from the hospital. We find out that Bruce Wayne has been cleared of all charges. And Roland Daggett is also in custody. And we see Batman experimenting on the little piece of clay there they sampled. Electrifies it, keeps shifting. In different forms and different shapes. <laughs> and it shows that electricity has no effect on it. So when they, as we see here, take into the morgue. And it's just a shell and it cracks. So we find out that the real Matt Hagen is still alive. <laughs> and we see Teddy... He's left. Hmm. And there we see a woman there laughing. And then we look into her eyes, and it's Clayface. Yeah, so that was a nice ending there to that two-parter. And uh, we'll stop it there. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah, that was a great episode right there of uh, Clayface. And, um, yeah, and of course, like I said, I mentioned in the, um, in the, in part one, you know, of course, you know, I mean, that's not the true origin of Clayface. It was like a mix between that. Matt Hagen's Clayface and the uh, first Clayface. Um, you can go back and uh, you can, yeah, you can go back to the first episode and then um, you can listen to my review of that. 
And for our next episode, coming in at number 16, it is episode number 40 of season 1, If You Are So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? And this one is is on the Riddler. Yep, this was the Riddler's first appearance, and it aired November eighteenth, nineteen ninety-two, and it was six days after my birthday. Yep, six days after my birthday. It was the fortieth episode of season one. And I'm scrolling down here on HBO Max to find the episode. It is episode number 41. And so we're going to get right into the episode in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Three, two, one, zero. And um, I later found out that this episode is actually based off of the origin of the Riddler in the comics. And, um, you know, there are some references to, to the title comic in the 40s on the Riddler's origin in this um, this episode. And, you know, this was a, one of my favorite um, Riddler episodes as well. I mean, this is my all-time uh, favorite episode of uh, the Riddler. And uh, there were two more episodes of the Riddler in Batman the Animated Series, but um, this by far was... Um, I believe the best one because it really tells how he became the Riddler and and what have you. Also, I like the the title of it. You know, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good title there. As we go right here to. His office building here. Mark Rich Daniel. Here we hear his voice. And there we see Edward Nigma with a cross puzzle. And just like in the comics, before he becomes the Riddler, he is obsessed with crossword puzzles and, you know, he's obsessed with riddles and you know, mysteries and stuff like that. And of course, he's portrayed as a, um, you know, as a intellectual man. But in this episode, he's um, referred to as a creator of a video game called um, uh, The Maze of the Manitar, or whatever it's called. I forget. It'll, it'll come to me when they, when they mention it. As he finds out that his door has been locked. Tch. 
there's Mark Rich Daniel there. This is what it looks like, Eddie. You're out of here. Your history. Fired. Comprende? <laughs> and it frowns up. Turns out that uh, he's firing because he sued him for the royalties or the or mysteries of the Minotaur. Yeah. Yep. And I love this part right here that Mockridge acts because uh, Riddler, he acts him like, you know, he tells him like he's so intellectual and he says, if you, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? <laughs> and then we cut to two years later, the Riddle of the, Monet of the Minotaur. Yeah, that's the name of the game, the Riddle of the Minotaur. And they're trying to build a Minotaur amusement park as we see him there with... Lucius Fox and Bruce Wayne. And then he looks up at a message right there on the building. <laughs> and he realizes that Edward Nigma is behind it. So, yep. And of course, uh, they see the riddle right behind them. <laughs> Why do multi-million dollar deals break down in the wasteland? Yeah, that's the thing about um, the Riddler is that, um, you know, as a villain, he's a more intellectual um, villain. You know, he's more of a intellectual match for Batman because... You know, he's always coming up with these riddles and these clues, and it forces Batman to use his, you know, his mind, his intellect, you know, and also forces us as the audience to also use um, our brain to try to figure it out as well. As we see, Joker is, uh, I mean, sorry, Robin, Dick Grayson is uh, playing the Riddle of the Minotaur um, game on the back computer. And I actually, I remember watching this episode with my friend, uh, Prima Johnny. And, um, you know, I tried to get her to solve, um, you know, the riddles and stuff like that. And she's pretty intelligent. Uh, she's a lot smarter than me. And, um, <laughs> and she even had a hard time, um, figuring out the, um, the riddles. And, of course, Batman figures it out, you know, the wasteland. And then realizes that Mockridge is going into a trap, and he owns a club called the Wasteland. Yeah. Think about that club. It looks like something out of uh, <laughs> Miami Vice, you know. I mean, it has kind of like the... Miami Vice feel, you know, with the bright lights and the stars, and you see a little bit of the trees. And there we see, in the dark shadow there, um, Nygma sitting in there. I mean, we don't fully see at first, well, we see the green jacket right here as he turns in, but uh, we don't 
fully see him as the Riddler. I mean, we see the uh, the question mark and the green jacket. And so we get a little bit of a preview of this. <laughs> you know what he's going to look like. And of course, uh, Mocker tries to solve out this little thing here, and then, of course, he's handcuffed. And then Riddler sits up, and oh, you see the Art Deco coloring of him. And then we see Batman and Robin crash through. They find that the club is empty. And then, of course, we see Nygma once again in the shadows. And the Art Deco uh, painting again. And then we kind of see what he looks like there. And then we fully see what he looks like after the commercial break. Hmm. And there we see the two goons there. And then we see the showdown here. Ooh, good judo throw there by Batman. <laughs> like how Robin pulls down the hat. Oh, kicks him in the butt. <laughs> and I like the anger on the guy. <laughs> He's literally glowing red. That's like something out of the old uh, Disney cartoons there. <laughs> and then we see the lights. There. Oh, uppercut by Batman. Oh, and there's the chair. Ooh! Doesn't really affect Batman much. Up oh, and he grabs him. And, oh, thrown right onto the table. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the bullhead guy, when his face turned red, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, that was just awesome, you know, um, <laughs> you know, that was definitely out of Disney right there. And there we see the lights catching on fire. <laughs> hmm. And, oh, good uppercut by Batman. Oh, it gets punched in the gut. <laughs> the fire stick there's no and there goes Robin oh oh Batman saves Robin there hmm then Riddler shoots out a trap right there on Robin yeah his variation on the Chinese uh, finger puzzle yeah, I remember the Chinese finger puzzle. I mean, uh, I remember doing that a few times, and uh, it's, a, it's really hard to get your fingers on out of there. Yeah. You know, I mean, as a kid, you know, you get your fingers, your two fingers in there, it's, you know, be hard as fuck to get it, to get it out of there. 
Mm. And there we see Batman and Robin in the in the Batmobile driving around. And we see that the the buildings are flashing. Yeah. And of course, uh, Batman, you know, goes to his uh, computer in his uh, glove and figure, and goes to figure out that it's um, Morse code. Yeah, you know, Morse code, um, I've never really been too good at figuring out Morse code, though. <laughs> and we go to Gotham Light Power, and we see that the security guards have been tied up. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Riddler, he knows that um, Batman knows who he is and he wants to try to get rid of him and of course Batman figures it out and the, he says when the Minotaur's power is high as an eyes is as an elephant's eyes something like that um, what's as high as an elephant's eye and Batman says corn And of course, um, corn. Another name for corn is maize. <laughs> yep, which is kind of a weird name for corn, maize. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and uh, that was one of the one of the things that um, one of the riddles that my friend Prima can get. And we go uh, to the riddle of the Minotaur amusement. There at the amusement park. There we see him in the center of the maze there. And of course, uh, the Batman and Robin are forced to get rid of their utility belts. Of course, this is based off of the uh, computer game. <laughs> yep, and they have to answer the riddles. <laughs> and Robin says um, he got like halfway, <laughs> halfway into the game. Yeah. I like this part, you know, he goes like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And then he sees the robots and Batman goes, could you do it more quickly? Right. And, whoa, spitting out fire there. Yep. And the griffin is more dangerous than it is in the game. There's Loser's Head. Oh, <laughs> there are the blades. 
Baron goes, I don't know what's more worse, the traps or the puns. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's typical Riddler. And I love this part here. Robin goes, I guess this isn't a good time to tell you, but nobody's ever made it to the center of the maze. Yeah, bad time to mention that, Robin. <laughs> and we see the fire there, and oh, they miss, and they both hit each other. And this was also um, in the Batman comics as well, the mention of maze, and then there's actual real-life... Um, uh, maze. Uh, I didn't read the comic though. I I saw it on YouTube. The video of it. You know, there's a video of you know the comics influencing the um, the Batman animated series episodes. Uh, you can go look for it on YouTube. Which way to the eating place? Up. Oh. There's the hand of fate. Yep. When you make a wrong move, there comes the hand of fate, just like in the video game. Ooh. In the Arab world, you always eat with your right hand. Huh. Well, I kind of eat with my right hand, too. I'm, I'm right-handed. And the keys there are A, C, and D. There's D. Oop. There's blades. I'm going to try A. Nope. Of course, Robin says it's the C key. There's the C key, and there we hear some music. So it's a musical puzzle. The key of A is 3, and the key of C has no sharps. Yeah, very smart. <laughs> of course, Batman picks up a piece of glass here from the blades. The shortest distance between two points on a globe. And, of course, Batman goes through the wrong door. And he goes right on to the Hand of Fate. And, of course, Batman takes a literal stab at the Hand of Fate. Yep, he's going to refigure it. There he is. <laughs> yep. He linked it to his to his hand computer there. <laughs> so he Batman does tamper with the hand of fate. <laughs> and there's the Minotaur. Here's the riddle. I have billions of eyes, yet I live in darkness. I have millions of ears, yet only four lobes. I have no muscle, 
yet I rule two hemispheres. What am I? And of course, it's the human brain. And uh, that was another riddle that my, my friend Prima couldn't develop. I mean, I couldn't figure out as well. <laughs> yeah, so, well, of course, I've seen this episode like thousands of times. And uh, Prima, as smart as she is, uh, she, she didn't see all the... She never watched Batman the Animated Series growing up. So, yeah, I had to give her uh, some... You know, I had to cut her some slack on that one. As we see the Minotaur has come to life. And they are trapped into a wall. And Batman gives Edward Nigma a little riddle. How do you take out a Minotaur with a single blow? Like this. And here comes the Hand of Fate. Ooh. Oh, it's still alive. And then it falls apart. And, of course, uh, we find out that Nickma isn't even in the amusement park. And he's actually in a plane, and he's leaving the city. <laughs> yep, he's out. So, Edward Nigma has left the city. Hmm. And Mockridge, of course, is so paranoid. <laughs> yeah, he has like three or four locks on his door and he's got a shotgun. <laughs> well, he kind of brought it on himself, you know, uh, firing the guy. <laughs> Yeah, he even has to check under the bed. <laughs> yep. 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 Has all those millions, and yet he can't have a good night's sleep. Ah, well. You reap what you sow, buddy. And we're going to stop it right there. As we're going to go into our next episode, our final episode of our of today, it is Beware the Grey Ghost. Yep, Beware the Grey Ghost, episode number 18 of season 1, and that is at number 15 on the countdown and here on HBO Max it is let's see it is episode number searching here episode number 32 and this episode is very important because this is this features 
Adam West. Yep, the 1966 Batman. Of course, the voice of Bruce's favorite character, the Grey Ghost. And of course, we realized that Batman was influenced by uh, the Grey Ghost to become a hero himself. And... And of course, uh, there's also some good information here on Wikipedia about the uh, about the Grey Ghost, and I'm gonna talk more about it as uh, we go along here. As also talk about uh, Adam West's um, filmography as well. So, without further ado, we're gonna get into the episode right now in ten, nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. And oh wait, let me start over. All right, sorry about that. Uh, let's start the uh, episode all over again. Rewind it back. Made a little mistake there, but uh, yeah, let's start over again, rewind it, and here we go. So, of course, uh, this is one of its most famous episodes, you know, mentioning the Great Ghost here. And the Great Ghost would be mentioned again in Teen Titans Go! The Movie. There was a movie theater sign in there and also in lego dc batman family matters um there's a film entitled beware of the great ghost there's a movie picture there and also the great ghost was used in comics as well it was in batman the gotham avengers in the late 90s and um you know talking about the making of a great ghost um film and the Great Ghost appeared in Batgirl Volume 2, issue number 9, in 2011 during the New 52. Um, and of course, it isn't Trent Simon, I mean, Simon Trent, his real identity is Clancy Johnson. And Simon Trent is also in Gotham Academy. As, of course, he's a famous director and playwright. And he's the enemy of Clayface. As we see the old Grey Ghost uh, TV show there. And also we see the original Grey Ghost costume in the Batcave in Batman Beyond in the episode um, um, Blackout. And also in Justice League Unlimited... Uh, in the epilogue, we see um, Terry McGinnis and his family are shown leaving a theater that says the Great Ghost Strikes Again. Huh. And we see a young Bruce Wayne watching the TV with his, his father. <laughs> yep, his father, Thomas Wayne, played by... Um, Played by Kevin Conroy. 
the gray ghost. And then we cut to present times. Up, and we see an explosion there, just like on the Grey Ghost show. And there we see the modern day hero of the Grey Ghost, Batman. <laughs> nice little tie in there. And of course, uh, Grey Ghost, as I mentioned, voiced by Adam West and Adam West of course uh, famous for playing Batman on the 66 uh, TV series and also in the uh, movie as well the movie that that was in theaters uh, right after the um, you know right after the first season and Going into his uh, filmography here, uh, after Batman, um, he also played Hercules on the TV series uh, Shazam. He had an episode, and he was also on an episode of Police Woman. Also, was the voice of Batman on the cartoon. Tarzan and the Super 7 and then of course uh, revise the role of Batman in Legends of the Superhero which was a live action two episode um, special and I'm actually going to be talking about that in December and then also he voiced and even before then, he voiced Batman in The New Adventures of Batman with Burt Ward uh, in 1977. As we see, uh, Bruce Wayne is looking for videos of the old episodes of The Great Ghost. And then he voiced um, Batman in 1984 with uh, Super Friends, the legendary superpower show. And then, of course, the Superpowers team, Galactic Guardians, which was the last Super Friends uh, episode, a Super Friends series. And interestingly enough, the same year that uh, he made his uh, guest appearance in uh, Batman the Animated Series, he played uh, Captain Blasto in the episode Superhero Chucky on... Rugrats and then he would uh, later on play himself on Space Goes Coast to Coast and uh, of course I remember that episode and interestingly enough he would be in an episode of Lois and Clark The New Adventures of Superman as Jerry Retchen and uh, hilariously played himself in two episodes of Johnny Bravo as we discover that uh, the actor Simon Trent is living in Gotham, and of course he's uh, down on his luck there. And of course uh, Adam West uh, also appeared on an episode of The Simpsons as himself as well. Uh, he appeared in two episodes playing himself on The Simpsons. Uh, one 
was in the Mr. Plow episode where he appeared at a convention with the Batmobile and then another episode where um, Mel Gibson played himself and um, <laughs> we see Batman and Burt Ward in the museum in the, in the old Batmobile. And then, of course, uh, had a major, major comeback on Family Guy where he played himself as the mayor, the mayor of um, Quahog. And they didn't make any um, references to uh, the Batman series, unfortunately, which I would have loved to see. As we see Trent is having a breakdown here. Yep, so angry that he got turned down for a role. You know, and you really see the pain of him, you know, being an actor once beloved and now he cannot um, play other parts and he is just mentally broken. And then he goes and sells off all the um, all the memorabilia and stuff to a toy to a toy shop. Hmm. And also looking more into um, Burt Ward's um, filmography here, he also played himself on The Big Bang theory and let's see looking scrolling more here um he was also on batman the brave and the bold as thomas wayne yep he played the father of bruce wayne there and also in also, in the movies, his last roles was as Batman. Uh, he played Batman in Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders, the animated direct-to-DVD movie. And also in Batman vs. Two-Face as well. Which was uh, amazing. And we see uh, Simon Trent here going to leave town. comes the Batman. Batman says, I need your help. And goes right to commercial. <laughs> then it comes right back from commercial. And we see him trying to outrun Batman. Not a smart move. As we see right there. Yep. And Simon is um, still haunted, and he says, you know, the great ghost was the part I played. Yep, and the bombings were just like an episode of the great ghost. Hmm. And he just wants to be left alone there. 
Oh, there's an explosion there. Yep. Just like in the episode. <laughs> the Grey Ghost episode. And then, of course, uh, he goes right back to his apartment. Oh, and there's Batman once again. Uh, he has his own uh, little payphone there in his own apartment. And then he goes right into his closet and he sees, you know, the old episodes of the Great Ghost. Of course, they're all on, um, <laughs> they're on Millimeter Masters. Yep, this is in the days of Millimeter Masters. They weren't on video at that time. And there we see Batman. He says, I used to admire what the Grey Ghost stood for. And he says, I'm not the Grey Ghost. I can see that now. Seeing Batman really disappointed. And, you know, Batman now seeing that his the man he pretty much patented his life after is really just a man. And then we see him there uh, watching the episode. And we just see the smile there on Bruce's face. I mean, um, and he just has a flashback to uh, when he was a child. And, and you know it's you know watching stuff like this it, it you know it just kind of reminds you of why you like these uh you know these figures you know like uh kind of like when I watched the Batman um, TV series or when I watched uh, the '89 Batman movie it just made me fall in love with the character and even watching this um uh you know just watching this episode. You know, or watching these old episodes of Batman the Animated Series. I mean, um, it just made me realize how much I love Batman. You know, and why I fell in love with the character. And, you know, it's nice to see, you know, Batman, you know, <laughs> be such a fanboy. You know, discover his fanboyism. And, um, and of course, uh, I'm such a fanboy you know i mean for for superheroes as well you know not only just for batman but for you know blade the punisher um uh spider-man to an extent and superman of course you know actually i haven't seen any of the old uh, superman movies in a long time uh i gotta start watching them again as we see the little toy controls there Oh, boom 
goes the dynamite. Oh, there's another one. Going right up to the bank. And we see someone there in control. And there's Batman with the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Fire. <clears throat> Fire. Fire. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> cool. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Fire. <clears throat> Batman. <clears throat> Fire. <clears throat> Fire. And there we see him running into the corner. I mean, running down the alley. And then he sees the remote control car, and it's the gray ghost toy. Huh. Oh, no explosives. Yeah, it's a decoy. And here comes more. Uh oh. Oh, there's a rope. And he races up. And of course, who saves him but the Gray Ghost? Yep. And this is very symbolic here because this is pretty much a passing of the torch here. You know, I mean, this is, you know, the pat, you know, this is like the old Batman, you know, passing the torch to the, to the new Batman. I mean, of course, uh, Adam West, uh, you know, he did pass the torch to, to Michael Keaton in the films, but as far as, uh, television, you know, animated you know, he passes, we see him really passing the torch here to Kevin Conroy. And, of course, at that time when it aired, I didn't know it was Adam West, the, who was the voice of the Great Ghost. And then, years later, I find out it was him. And, of course, they hear the cars. And they both go into the Batmobile there. And, you know, it's just nice to see, you know, the Batman of the past and the Batman of the present, you know, uh, working together here. <laughs> All right, this great goes, pulls the green switch. Oh, there's the oil. One car flies off. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and then we go right into the back cave. <laughs> Batman tries to figure out the fingerprints there on the old um, <laughs> the car. And Batman says it's just like the greatest ghost lair. Almost an exact replica. And then Batman shows him a secret place here in the Batcave. The, the memorabilia, you know, the costumes and stuff. And he says, as a kid, I used to watch you with my father. And the great ghost was my hero. 
and of course he realizes now that it wasn't all for nothing and he suddenly has a new found of respect for what he did as an actor and there's Simon Trent's uh, fingerprints Of course, now Batman thinks it's him that's the Mad Bomber. And then, of course, he tells him that he sold his um, his cars to pay for his rent. And then we find the kid behind, behind all this, and it is Ted Dimer, played by Bruce W. Tim. Who is one of the producers of the show? Yeah, Bruce Walter Tim. <laughs> and we see that he's a you know kid who just loves toys and you know he makes robberies with toys and. Um, and stuff and just obsessed with toys <laughs> and you know I mean um, I mean of course I love toys as well I mean I don't have a toy collection but uh, you know it's uh, but you know as a man child you know I mean it's uh, you know I'd love to find some of the old Batman action figures I used to see as a kid as we see the gray ghost Coming in. Oh, there's the fire. And they go out and boom! There goes the toy shop. Yeah, I used to love the toy store as a kid. KB Toy Stores as a kid. And uh, I used to always want to go there when I went to uh, a local mall in Boston as a kid. <laughs> Now he's crying because all his toys are destroyed. And now all the Grey Ghost um, episodes are now being released on TV series. And there's Simon Trent at an autograph signing. And there we see Bruce Wayne. And then Bruce, he says, you know, as a kid, I used to watch you with my father. The Great Ghost was my hero. He goes, really? And he still is. And of course, the Great Ghost knows now that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And there's the end of that episode. So nice little passing of the torch. We'll stop it there. Yep, nice passing of the torch of Adam West to Kevin Conroy and you know if you're a diehard Batman fan then this episode is most definitely for you so rest in peace Adam West na 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 Batman <laughs> and that'll do it for today's show I'll be back next week to continue the countdown till then Later, masturbators.